Over the last few years, wildfires have been causing record levels of destruction in parts of the country. California in particular has felt the brunt of the damage. The fires have burned through millions of acres of land and damaged thousands of buildings, many of them homes. I finally got to the house and it was just, it was gone. There are entire hillsides engulfed in flames, forcing many people to evacuate their homes. So there were some houses over there. This is completely devastating. We gotta get out of here. Ashes are coming down. And everybody says it was just stuff, but it was all I had. As their homes have been destroyed, more and more Californians have had to file insurance claims. And insurance companies say they've had to pay out tens of billions of dollars in these claims. And now, some insurance companies are going to stop offering new home insurance policies in the state altogether. State Farm is no longer accepting new applications for homeowners insurance in California. All state has stopped accepting new policies in California because of wildfires, among other things. We spoke to one Northern California homeowner about his experience getting his home insured. We're all nervous. You know, everyone in Sonoma County is nervous. I don't know how many companies are going to stay. Or if they keep me, is the rate gonna skyrocket? This is, this is the new normal. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Jessica Mendoza. It's Tuesday, June 20th. Coming up on the show, why Californians are struggling to find home insurance. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Would you mind just introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about you? Sure. My name is Philip Parkerson. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Up until a few years ago, Philip Parkerson and his late husband, Stan, lived in the city of San Francisco. But we did not want to retire there. We both wanted more space and we both wanted a yard. So in April of 2019, they bought their dream home in Occidental, California, a small rural area a few miles from the Pacific Ocean. It is a lovely three-bedroom, two-bath house on six and a half acres. It's very quiet, very peaceful, which is what really drew us to it. And there's an entire area downstairs, which we turned into an art studio for my husband. He was a painter, and he had always wanted his own studio, and he never had one. And so that also drew us to the house. That sounds really lovely. It's it's beautiful. Every morning, I sit in a chair by, we have these cathedral windows, and have my coffee and look out at the valley and think how incredibly fortunate I am to live here. When we bought this property, 
we really weren't thinking of wildfire. But then we bought it in April of 19. And then in October, we actually had to evacuate. There was a fire. This was like Santa Rosa fire. Also known as the Kincaid fire, it burned through almost 80,000 acres. So we actually had to evacuate for a week, which kind of freaked us out a little bit. We're like, oh my God, where did we buy a house? In the end, that fire didn't reach Occidental. But Philip and Stan saw it as a wake-up call. They decided to get their house evaluated by a fire safety expert and immediately got to fireproofing. So we were given a very long list of things that we needed to do, and we learned a lot. It's called limbing trees, where they say how makes your branches are at least six feet off the ground so that a fire can't leap from the ground up into the trees. So all of the trees that are even remotely near our home, we limbed all the trees. We did a lot of clearing of brush. So we just pushed everything, like we whack it down to the ground, we pushed everything away from the house. We had a new roof put on the house, new gutters, which we keep cleaned so that things can't accumulate in the gutters. We put a strip of gravel around most of our house so that nothing could grow. We had the decks painted, which would be more resistant to fire than heavy raw wood. So we did quite a bit to try to make it as safe as we possibly could. That's a lot of work. It was a lot. It was very expensive. But we felt like to protect the property where we wanted to be our forever home, we really felt that was an investment we needed to make. While Philip was doing all this work, he also had the protection of a home insurance policy from the company Liberty Mutual. But in January of last year... I received a letter out of the blue saying that they were not going to renew our policy in April because of, it just said because of wire fraud danger. And at the time, my husband was dying from cancer. I was taking care of him at home myself. I'm so sorry. And I didn't, I was so distracted and consumed by that. I kind of put the letter down. When I did, was able to give attention to the letter, say, in March, I thought, well, I'm going to call them and tell them about all this great work I've done. Surely, if they understand what we've done, it will make a difference. And it didn't. They literally told me, it doesn't matter what you've done. You're in a certain zone. When we asked Liberty Mutual about Philip, the company said that it doesn't comment on individual cases, but that it continues to cover homes in other parts of the state. Unlike State Farm and Allstate, both companies have stopped selling new home insurance policies, not just in areas at risk of wildfires, but everywhere in the state of California. These are giant companies, and for them to say they're no longer willing to offer home insurance in any part of California is, is, a, is a big shift. Our colleague Jean Eaglesham covers insurance, and she says that California, the state with the biggest population in the country, is a huge market for insurance companies. While the state doesn't require homeowners to have insurance, many people have to have it as a condition of their mortgage. Tell us about State Farm and Allstate. How big are they as players in California? State Farm and Allstate are huge in California. State Farm alone has a fifth of the market. 
According to insurance brokers that we've spoken to, they've played a very important role in recent years because they've been willing to offer home insurance policies on you know valuable properties in areas at pretty high risk of wildfire. So one broker said to us, they're the only game in town. If you've got a mansion in an area that's vulnerable to wildfire, really State Farm and Allstate have been the ones that the brokers would typically go to. So what's led to them pulling out now? There's two things really led up to this crisis point. One is we're seeing these wildfires of increasing severity and also increasing frequency. So we had bad wildfire years in 2017, 2018, again in 2020. And the extent of those wildfires, the extent of the losses for insurers were such they wiped out years and years and years of profits. Insurance companies say that payouts on claims to California homeowners more than doubled from 2019 to 2022. The other thing more immediately is since the pandemic, we've seen this higher inflation and supply chain issues, and that's pushed up rebuilding costs very significantly. So they're facing this this squeeze from higher costs and also the threat of higher losses from wildfires. And those aren't the only problems. California has very specific rules about how much insurance companies can charge homeowners. And insurance companies say they've had enough. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. What does it mean to be rich? Maybe it's less about reaching a magic number and more about discovering the magic in life. At Edward Jones, our dedicated financial advisors are the people you can count on for financial strategies that help support a life you love. Because the key to being rich is knowing what counts. Learn more about our comprehensive approach to planning at edwardjones.com slash findyourrich. Edward Jones, member SIPC. What sort of regulations does California have in place when it comes to how insurance companies set prices? So California has a very either consumer-friendly or industry-unfriendly approach, depending on how you look at it. In the state, the voters um, back in the 80s passed a law. Essentially, insurers have to get every increase in premiums approved by the insurance commissioner. Also, California can make it very tough for insurance companies to raise rates by more than 7%. If they do want to hike rates by more than that, the request has to go to a public hearing. And that process can take months or even years. So insurance companies have typically kept their increases to just below 7%. And that has worked in consumers' favor in the sense that it's kept premiums relatively low. And the insurance commission says they've saved billions of dollars for consumers. 
Insurance companies say they've also had to deal with another problem. It's not just the amounts that the commissioner is seen as being very tough on, it's also the methodology the insurers are allowed to use. They can only base their requests on 20 years of historic data. Basically, California says insurance companies cannot set premiums based on estimates of future losses. Consumer advocates see these predictive models as unreliable and easily exploitable. So insurance companies have to base their rates on losses they've had in the past, when wildfires were less of a problem. Other disaster-prone states, like Texas and Louisiana, allow insurance companies to consider future risk when setting insurance premium rates. We spoke to Rex Frazier about this. He's the president of the Personal Insurance Federation of California, which represents large insurance companies in the state. Why are we in California, a state where so much of our politics are defined by issues of climate change? Why are insurers being asked to project their future losses based upon the average of their last 20 years? We think that doesn't make sense because wildfire is just taking up a much larger role uh, now than it did in the past. And the regulations, which haven't been updated in over two decades, ought to be updated to do that. When Liberty Mutual told Philip Parkerson it wasn't going to renew his policy, he started making calls. I called every insurance company that my neighbors used, all the ones that I could think of. And as soon as I gave them my address, you know, they typed it in and they would come back and say, you're in a zone where we can't write new policies. The state of California does offer a, quote, last resort insurance policy for homeowners who can't get insured. It's called the FAIR plan, but it only offers very basic coverage for fires. Philip considered the FAIR plan as an option, but he found that it cost a lot more than private insurance companies. So kind of as a last resort before I went with the FAIR plan is there is a local insurance agency in Occidental, believe it or not, this tiny little town, and I called them to say, do you have any ideas? Is there anything that I could do? And they asked me if I had called AAA. And I said, no, because I thought they only did cars. And they said, no, they do property as well. Hmm. I called them that day. And it, he said, if, if they're willing, if they say yes, bind it today. Because tomorrow they could say no. AAA said yes. So Philip signed up for the policy. He now pays a premium that is double what he paid with Liberty Mutual. But he says it's still considerably cheaper than what he'd have paid for the California Fair Plan. So you got on AAA insurance last year. Did it renew this year? So I knew it was supposed to renew in early April. So I kind of spent the whole month of February because that was my window, just hoping that a letter was not going to arrive, and it didn't. So my, it did renew in April, but now I know that this is my new normal. It's like, so right now I have, I have coverage through April of 24, and I have to wait and see if they renew it next year. Well, having struggled with your home insurance policy, do you still feel like you made the right decision with your house? I do. Actually, I do, because this house was a dream come true for us. And it would break my heart to sell this property. Stan loved this property so much. He loved to garden. 
he grew flowers and vegetables and his art studio. Like I said, I, I never want to sell this house. I'm going to do everything I can to keep it, to protect it. I, I do want to stay here. Not having home insurance is a huge issue if your house burns down. But it's also an issue for people who want to sell their homes. It's a lot harder to find a buyer for a house that can't get insured, or can get insured, but at a really high rate. What would you say to insurance companies who have pulled out or are considering pulling out of California because of wildfire risk? You know, our climate is changing. I totally understand. Yes, I'm going to pay a higher premium here than, say, a home that's completely urban in the middle of a, you know, concrete jungle, perhaps. But probably the number one thing that I really wish could be the case is that I do think insurance companies should have to consider wildfire mitigation work that you may have done on your property. California is now asking insurance companies to offer discounts to people who work on fireproofing their property. The state says it will also hold public meetings to discuss using wildfire predictions to set insurance premiums. But our colleague Jean says it's a delicate balancing act. Because on the one hand, they want to keep premiums as low as possible. On the other hand, they have to make sure they don't over-ratchet down the premiums because they need to make sure that these companies can actually afford to stay in California. What are consumer advocates saying about all this? Consumer advocates are worried. They think there are higher premiums coming. What they say is they think there's a degree of the industry here just using this as a negotiating tactic. In particular, they think that the industry is potentially picking on California in a way to try and send a message to the regulators across the U.S. Look, if you try and, you know, pressure us too much, hold our premiums down too much, we might walk out from your state in the same way that we're now treating California. In fact, Florida is already dealing with soaring home insurance rates because many homes there are in hurricane-prone areas. I think there are wider questions now being raised about how do you help people who just can't get insurance because the risk is just you know, too high for them to get any policy they can actually realistically afford. So what happens with those people who are left effectively exposed without insurance? I think the concern is whether that starts to become a problem in, say, California or in other states that are vulnerable to these climate change-related risks. And in a way, California is a model for what may play out across the rest of the country. today, Tuesday, June 20th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.